Hello and welcome to Research Roundup brought to you by the Primary Care Collaborative Cancer Clinical Trials Group, PC4. I'm Christy Milley and each month we'll be looking at what's new in cancer in primary care research and I'll be talking to authors of recent publications and presentations. Today we're talking with Dr Carolina Lissy, who is a Senior Research Fellow in the Survivorship and Living Well After Cancer Group at the Peter McCallum Cancer Centre. She recently published a systematic review in the Asia-Pacific Journal of Clinical Oncology titled Identifying the Most Prevalent Unmet Needs of Cancer Survivors in Australia. Thank you for coming in. This is great. It's a really interesting paper. Thank you, Christy. Nice to be here. How do we currently provide long-term care for cancer survivors in Australia? Currently, most follow-up for cancer survivors in Australia occurs in specialist settings. So that could be someone visiting their oncologist in hospital or in their private rooms. And current follow-up also tends to be focused on surveillance for recurrent cancer or new cancers and concentrates largely on physical symptoms. So there's much less emphasis on current follow-up on other aspects of care that would address the whole of person or holistic needs that people might experience. And we know from some work that we published a couple of years ago that cancer survivors still one, three, five years out, um, so up to five years after they finish treatment, still experience issues with, you know, fear of cancer recurrence and other sort of psychological issues and aspects of their life, such as return to work. So we know that there are gaps uh, in current care that aren't currently being addressed. Recently, a number of Australian cancer organisations kind of around the same time have released statements or principal statements around cancer survivorship care. Are there any common fundamental principles between these statements? I think there is definitely increasing recognition that we need to rethink how we deliver care to cancer survivors. So that is both because there are these gaps in current care, but also because the the number of cancer survivors is growing and it's growing quite rapidly. So at the moment in Australia, there are over a million people living with a personal history of cancer. And that number is estimated to nearly double by the year 2040. So we need to really rethink how to better care for these people, especially considering that people are living longer beyond their cancer diagnosis we want them to live well so we need to design care that will really maximize their health and well-being so yeah regarding some of these statements that have been that have come out recently I think some of the common themes are the need to have a person-centered care so putting the, the survivor right at the center of care and also integrating and coordinating care across different services. So rather than it being largely, you know, hospital-based and care that's provided by the specialist, making sure that we integrate it with primary care, also community-based services. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Moving on to this systematic review, what were the primary aims of this review? So the primary aims of our review were to identify the top or the most prevalent unmet needs of Australian cancer survivors. So we were looking at adult cancer survivors and our definition of a survivor was someone who had completed treatment with curative intent. So we didn't include people living long term with advanced disease or people that were on active treatment or still undergoing treatment or people kind of at the end of life. Uh, recognising that these people would probably have different needs. And it didn't matter if they were a rural cancer survivor, if they were living in a city? No, it didn't. Okay. And then you managed to review 17 papers Mm -hmm. for, for this systematic review. So what were the most prevalent unmet needs of cancer survivors based on these papers? 
Uh, so based on uh, our review findings, the top unmet needs that were reported by cancer survivors in the included studies were largely psychosocial in nature. So we looked at individual items of unmet needs, but we also classified them according to domains. So I think the top four out of the top six were psychosocial. So the most prevalent unmet need was people needing help with fear of cancer recurrence. And that one was really, you know, the, the top the most prevalent unmet need by quite a bit. Really? And it came up in 14 studies out of the 17 and was reported by up to 42% of participants in the included studies. So that one was certainly the most prevalent. And the other ones were around needing help with uncertainty or feeling uncertain about the future and making future plans, help to reduce stress and also worrying about partners, family and friends. So they were the top four unmet needs that people were reporting. In terms of physical unmet needs, there were only two, which maybe is surprising, but these were around fatigue and not being able to do usual activities. And the other ones were supportive care unmet needs. So we saw that people were reporting needing more information about available support services, access to complementary and alternative therapy. Uh, they wanted coordination between their different providers and they wanted to know people their, their providers were talking to each other and communicating. There was an unmet need for peer support, so they wanted support from other people who had had cancer. And lastly, and we hear this one a lot and people often joke about it and laugh about it, but people were saying that they needed more affordable parking when they're attending their hospital appointments. Well, it's so true. I can't afford parking and I'm not a cancer patient yeah, going right. to hospital, so yeah. goodness, <laughs> yeah. Actually, our director, John Emery, has a presentation where he talks about you know integrating primary care with cancer survivorship and parking is one of the things mm. that comes up, particularly for rural patients that might come in from Warrnambool or for, drive three or four mm. hours to the hospital and they pay $80 for the day to, to park. And that's on top of their petrol costs and their travel time and taking time out from work. So, it adds up. you know, it's a real issue. Yeah. Mm. Did you find or in your experience, are there any significant barriers in being able to address some of these unmet needs in patients? Yeah. So... Uh, obviously, that wasn't one of the aims of our review, but yeah, there definitely are some barriers to addressing these unmet needs. So the first one that comes to mind is we just we need to ask people what, what their needs are. We need mm. to assess, like uh, conduct a needs assessment so that we can understand what people need help with. So as simple as administering some sort of question prompt list or patient reported outcome measure or just some sort of needs assessment to assess where that person's at and what they want help with. So that's one barrier. We don't do that currently as standard. And still on needs assessment, I think it's also really important to ask the right questions. So one thing that really surprised me when I was conducting this review is that there were four main unmet needs measures that were used across the included studies but not one of them was alone sensitive to all of the unmet needs that came up as really? the most prevalent in our review so there were gaps across all of them so Indeed. yeah it's really yeah. important to make sure that the right questions are, are asked and that you select the right measure that's going to be sensitive to all of the issues simple that, things with a big impact isn't that interesting yeah what is one key piece of information from this review that you think is particularly relevant for GPs or healthcare professionals working in primary care? So clearly from, from this work, we see that current survivorship care, the current model of care is not meeting people's needs and there are these gaps. And I guess looking at hospital clinics, which we know are stretched and people are time poor, that's probably not the best place to add complexity and try to address some of these unmet needs. So I think the the real take-home message for primary care 
is that there is a great opportunity now for primary care to be able to manage and address some of these unmet needs. So specifically, I guess, primary care is is best placed to address the psychosocial needs of people and also address issues around prevention. So helping people to adopt healthy lifestyle behaviours. So, you know, diet, exercise, quitting smoking, things like that. And finally, I think primary care is also best placed to care for people with comorbidities, which given that we have an ageing population and cancer survivors are increasingly going to be older and have comorbidities, I think that's a real opportunity for primary care as well. Speaking of opportunities, what opportunity is there now for you that you've got these results of the systematic review to try and address some of these unmet needs? So one thing that we might be able to do is work on implementing some sort of question prompt list or needs assessment for cancer survivors that might ask people about these you know, most common survivorship issues. And in doing so, we would hope that issues might be identified and people could be linked in with the appropriate support services or information resources to, to help them. Wonderful. Thank you very much for your time today, Carolina. Thank you very much. Thanks for downloading Research Roundup produced by PC4. You can access the articles and other information in our show notes. Please let us know what you think about this episode by emailing us at info at pc4tg.com.au or keep in touch via Twitter where you'll find us at pc4tg and there's also our website which is pc4tg.com.au.